player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 32 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. I'm one of your hosts here, Kevin, along with my brother Sean. How are we doing? Fantastic. If you guys are listening to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, all those other things I forget about, or if you're watching us up uh, on uh, on the YouTubes, uh, you might have noticed we got a different intro uh, music now that we really like, and we want to give a shout out to it. Yeah, so uh, from the kind of funny forums, uh, from the whole... Uh kind of funny community uh john bernardo uh reached out to us he liked what we were doing noticed we didn't have uh, an intro at least on youtube uh, and offered to come up with one for us so that's what you heard in the beginning uh so shout out to john bernardo he does the a link to our pasts podcast so fantastic uh check that out i wish we kind of wish we would have thought of that it's a better name than we have it is um so yeah check them out at a link to our pod, a link to our, did I say a link to our podcast? Before? No, you got it right the okay. first time. Just, just checking. Uh, a link to our pasts on Twitter. Uh, he's John Bernardo, John S. Bernardo on Twitter. So again, thank you, John. Uh, while we're at it, thank you to the whole uh, kind of funny community. You guys uh, are awesome. Been giving us feedback and maybe help spreading the word a little bit. I don't know, but thank you for everything. Yep. We really appreciate it. I mean, uh, it's a great community. Colin and Greg always talk about how everybody's best friends and all that stuff. And it's not just something they say. It's true. Like nobody's on the forum saying, oh my God, you guys suck. Your cameras sucks. Why aren't you as good as Colin and Greg? Every, it's just positive feedback. Here's some ideas, all that kind of stuff. So we, we really appreciate that. How you doing, Sean? Uh, I'm not doing too bad. Got my uh, Buffalo Trace. Not Bourbon Trace? It's not called Bourbon Trace. Okay. Um, running a little low, but a little bit. Get me through the night anyway. Uh, how you doing? I got the, uh, I'm good. I got the dogfish head 60. Okay. <sighs> Didn't work out so well the other night for me, but I'm feeling better now. Uh, rough night. Uh, yep. And morning and, uh, half of a day. Yeah. I am shocked. I felt fine this morning. I drank a lot of wine last y- night. Yeah. We y'all, uh, y'all were in rare form. It was kind of hilarious. I must say we were, we went to a couple, um, couple uh wineries remember stacy oh yeah or did you not even no i remember i was like i couldn't remember that was brilliant yeah um couple wineries um first one we'd had i think five samples pretty standard fare uh second one we got 16 samples each good lord um we bought a bottle like a shot it's like a i'd say each is maybe like a quarter of a glass of wine. So we went through four glasses of wine just in samples. Five if you include the first place. Wow. Bought a bottle at the first place, bought a bottle at the second place, proceeded to drink said bottle at the place. So that was another two or three glasses each. So we're probably seven glasses of wine deep by that point. And then, yeah, we came over here uh, for some games last night, polished off the other bottle that we bought, um, and wine more than anything tends to give me terrible horrible hangovers. It, it never makes me throw up sick, but I usually no, have but horrible I, headaches. bad headaches. But no, I felt grand this morning, which doesn't usually happen now when I drink. So go me. We are old. So usually if we drink, we're getting hungover. Oh, yeah. It is what it is. Um, one other thing before we get in here, did you notice? I just saw this the other day. I think it might have been yesterday or something on Twitter that. Um, randomly, Sony announced that they have a writer for the Uncharted movie again. Um, Joe oh. Carnahan. Never heard of him. Oh. But he's directing Bad Boys 3. He oh. would have directed Uncharted also, but because he's doing Bad Boys 3, he's kind of busy. Uh, which that makes me think, well, if he's too busy to where he excuse me, can't direct Uncharted, then maybe Uncharted is actually further along than we think it is. Which would be fantastic. There's also a uh, Last of Us movie, right? In theory. I mean, yes. That's not confirmed? It, it's confirmed, oh. but I mean, but who knows they don't have mean? a writer, a director, producer, stars, story, script, anything. But if there was ever a game that could succeed, it's, well, those two. Metal Gear, yes, and that's, Kojima actually, I missed this last week, he said the Metal Gear movie is still moving ahead. I don't know if he's going to have anything to do with it, I would assume not. Probably not. But it's moving ahead. I almost think Metal Gear would be better as a Netflix series. 
to where you get I like 12 it, episodes an hour long. Because, I mean, you think about it, it, it. Even Metal Gear Solid 1 wasn't a very long game. You can beat it in five and a half, six hours with cutscenes. But still, right. there's a complete story being told in six, seven hours. So right. it's hard to, to bring that down to two, two and a half, three if you're Batman versus Superman. Um, but I, I'm, I'm glad it's happening. I just hope it doesn't... I hope it happens and I hope it doesn't suck. So if I'm casting Uncharted... There's only one answer. Chris Evans is Nathan Drake. Nope, that's the wrong answer. No, that is the correct answer. Nathan Fillion. You don't know who that is? Uh, Firefly, Castle. Um, you'd know him if you saw him. He's been like campaigning for years to play Nathan Drake. Is he like the main guy in Castle? Yeah. Okay, then I know what you're talking about. I've never watched the show, but I've seen clips for some reason. So I know the guy you're talking about. You sure? I think Chris I don't even know if it's perfect, but I, I could. I mean, for the see it. for the movie, not. I could see it, but yeah, him. Okay, not yeah, that I he could, really I looks like it, it, but he's got the he's got the sarcasm and yeah, the yeah. humor and all that stuff, and he and he loves Uncharted. He wants to be Nathan Drake, so just that in and of itself makes me want to say, yeah, give give that guy a shot. Okay, I could see it. You been playing anything this week? Oh, um, I thought I played. Some, oh, I fired up um, Star Tropics two, not for the first time, but for the first time actually. First putting time, any first time caller, long time listener. Uh, I gave it more than like twenty minutes. Right, you it's, actually tried to play it. Right, and it's not bad. It's the same gameplay style as the first one. Um, it almost just seems like it's. Star Tropics one and a half or something. It's almost not enough different. As much as I love Star Tropics, it seems so far to be pretty much the same game, but not as memorable because it's all been done. And uh, the the island, you know, tropical. Is it the same place? It's the same setting? And no, it's like okay. time travel. So I've been in like of course some it's time travel. snowy caveman area, and now I'm in like ancient Egypt. And I don't know. It's fun. I'll. I'll probably keep playing until i beat it but was um, it made by nintendo also or did they farm that out do you know i think it's still nintendo okay seems like they would have put more care into it than that but i, I don't hear anybody ever talk about star tropics too it's ever. yeah one's where it's at what have you been playing i just play i haven't played much i played a little bit of twilight princess um before i passed out playing it which was interesting <laughs> didn't even know if i played it i thought i dreamed it but i actually did play it a little bit i'm still just running around i got out of the twilight i think that was last week or maybe not i think i was still wolf link last week I got out of Twilight. I'm Link again. He's got the green tunic, and he looks around and everything like, oh. And I'm like, okay, it's a Zelda game. Now right? it's, yeah. Um, so I'm hoping there's not too much wolf crap, because I don't like the wolf stuff at all. Um, it's... If it's like 70-30 yeah. Link, I'm okay. But is it even that much Link? No, it's, no? that's... It may even be 80-20. Really? I would say 70-30 okay. is very fair. Maybe more than that. So... Hopefully I'll be playing that more, although something comes out this week that's going to prevent me from doing that. Telltale Batman comes out Tuesday. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, thanks for the segue, um, I haven't been playing much. But you have been. But I've been reading um, Batman and Philosophy, The Dark Knight of the Soul by... I don't know. Series editor William Irwin, edited by Mark White and Robert Arp. I don't oh. know who wrote the thing. Just long got lost, a bunch uh, of uh, long lost Uncle Mark, bunch of uh, editors. But uh, yeah, good read. Uh, my wonderful fiance Brittany got it for me. Shout out. Um, so I just want to talk about one thing I read in it. Um, about to get a little deep, but okay. So they talk about. I mean, it's the philosophy of Batman, right? They talk about the book starts out with a bang. Batman and Joker. Why does Batman never kill Joker? Should he? So on and so forth. That in and of itself, you could do you such could do a, a deep dive book. on. Yeah. Right. Um, so basically it comes down to there's two schools of thought on it. I hope I get these right. Utilitarianism and deontology. Uh, that one I've never heard of. Utilitarianism basically means do whatever it takes for the greater good. Right. Kill the Joker because... Be done with it. 
he will then not go on and kill other people. You know he's going to kill other people. Just kill him. Stop putting him away only for him to escape again. Kill him knowing you'll save lives in the future. Deontology is basically killing is bad no matter what the reason. You don't kill. Even if you know it'll save lives, you, you just don't kill. Batman is obviously in the latter. Um, and so they bring up an interesting argument. Uh, I think it's been made before. These guys didn't come up with it. But, okay. So I'm talking to all of you out there and you as well. So there's a runaway train. Okay. You are just an innocent bystander standing right at the part where the tracks split. Okay. If you do nothing, the track that the train is currently on, there's five people down there not paying attention. They're about to get hit by the train. Okay. It's close enough to where you can't just be like, hey, move. They won't have not time enough to time. Yeah. yeah. They're okay. dead. Got it. Or you can flip the lever, send the train that way. And then not know. But that way, no, you do know. No. That way, there's one person not paying attention. Hmm. What do you do? Do you act or do you just let it happen? I act. Is the one person also doesn't have time to react? Are they the right, same distance way? They don't basically, have a chance. Right. It, I mean, it's this like is, the end of Batman Forever. This is deontology versus utilitarianism. Do you act to kill only one person instead of five? Or do you do nothing and say, I'm not going to get involved. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. No, I think I would pull the lever. Okay. That's what probably most people would say. Yeah. It sucks either way. Um, second, wow. uh, and just really bada bing, banged bada into that there. Um, second scenario um you are a doctor a surgeon okay you have five people on their deathbeds could die any maybe not any minute but they're going to die very soon okay they're all awaiting an organ transplant different organs one of them needs a brain one of them needs a heart one of them needs a liver whatever if they don't get their transplants they're all going to die uh, there's some random guy hanging about. Oh, God. And you can... So, uh, suspend all doubt of, well, maybe he's not a match. Maybe their bodies reject it. That's not a problem. Their bodies will take it. It will save their lives. You can drug this guy, basically kill him, harvest his organs to give to these other people. What do you do? That I don't think I could do. Again, that's probably what most people would say. But why? Because I know this guy's walking around perfectly fine. These other But five, so is that one person on the tracks. If you do nothing, they're going to be fine. Nothing's going to happen to them. They're going to walk away because the train's going to keep going the way it's going and run over the five the people. Because the five pe- I see. So the five people, they're on their deathbed. I don't know that if I kill the dude, I take his organs and I put them in him, in the five people... They're so bad, they could still die because their health is so bad. Whereas the people... No, but I'm saying you have to take that out of it. These organs will save these people's lives. 100%. Somehow you can see into the future, you know that they will get up and walk out of the hospital and be fine. We're getting deep. told you. Bottom line is, again, most people... This is why it's hard to be Batman. Most people would choose not to act in that scenario even though they're obviously different cases but when you break it down they're both very they're the same you don't know anything about these people you don't know oh the five people are good people and that's a bad guy right, they're it's all just, rapists and you murderers. can do nothing and let one person die or let five people die or you can act and because of it one person will die and people always answer the way you did for the train and they also always answer the way you did for the surgery thing and basically it's apparently this has been confusing philosophers like nobody really can come up with a reason why it is but yeah it kind of gets back to this is why it's not easy being batman i guess so i don't know very interesting read um i'm only Hmm. maybe a fifth of the way through this book um but it's very interesting Uh, i would recommend it if you 
like Batman, if you like philosophy, uh, it's an interesting read. Uh, I would recommend you pick it up. And with that, we can get on with the show. Thank you. And speaking of Batman, uh, tune in Thursday night. Hopefully, I'll get it up Thursday night. Suicide Squad review um, will be coming on YouTube as long as we get as long as we have ticket as long as we have showings on Thursday night. Uh, so what you're saying is that will be Quick Hits episode two. That will be Quick Hits episode two. Uh, as long as quick we hits one, or it'll be Friday night. Already. If it'll be Friday night, if we don't get Thursday tickets, but we'll yeah. see. I assume we will have a Thursday night showing. I don't. We we had it for we will for everything. So as soon as tickets go on sale, yeah, we'll do that. But you know what else we got, Sean? What do we got? We got news. Kind of a slow week this week, uh, but we did have some interesting stuff come out. So. We found out from Sony that apparently, if you want PSVR, I hope you've got about 60 square feet in your living room or your game room or your man cave or your woman cave uh, to use the thing. This comes from Polygon.com. Sony's upcoming PlayStation VR headset will require about 60 square feet of cleared space to use and ask that players remain seated whenever possible while playing, according to new documentation released by the company. The PlayStation camera, which is required, remember that, to use a VR headset, needs a cleared play area of about 9.8 feet by 6.2 feet, according to a sales brochure. Quote, limit your use of PSVR to within the play area, according to the brochure. Clear an area larger than the play area of all obstacles be used before using PSVR and remain seated whenever possible. It sounds like we're about to take off. If the application requires you to stand while wearing the VR headset, follow the application instructions carefully and maintain awareness of your surroundings. Newsflash, you can't maintain awareness of your surroundings if you're in VR. That's the whole point of VR. You're supposed to be immersed. You don't know, like, I, I could step on Buddy or Eli, that's my dog, my cat, and not, and not know it until they're, they're screaming at the top of their lungs. The height of the play area will be dependent on how high up the camera is set, according to the official PlayStation site. The site also urges potential customers to try the PSVR at a store or trial event before purchasing one. As with all VR headsets, PlayStation says children 12 and under should not use the device. What do you think about this? Because when I hear this, I'm like, this almost sounds like the HTC Vive. Like... Where you have to, but the whole point of that is you're supposed to get up and walk around your room and you got your wands and all this, and you've got the tracking things up in the corners and all this other stuff. This seems like a little much to me, but I guess I get it. It's just so, because there's going to be two types of games, games on PSVR. Either the ones with the wands where you're doing this crap, and I could understand how that could get annoying if your wife walks by and goes, wha-bam! Um, or you just you sit like they're saying you sit and you use the the dual shock four and you just you look around you can look behind you and stuff like that 60 square feet seems like a bit much i don't know it's not a whole lot i mean it's 10 feet by six feet it's probably not much bigger than your rug here yeah 10 feet is maybe eight or nine feet so it'd probably be a little longer but it's not i don't know to me that seems reasonable. I feel like most people that would get a PSVR probably have that much room. You may need to move a coffee table out of the way. You may have to do some rearranging of things, but I think most people will have 60 square feet to work with. Um I will say so I have ha- well I have, I don't know where it is right now. The PlayStation Virtual I, Boy? No. PlayStation Oh, you do. I You've got PS3. the camera. Yeah. I had issues, so I don't know, I'm sure this has vastly improved since then, but there were definitely issues with um, not with so like much the, the play light area, but yeah, the lighting, like, uh, it was like, usually, did you have to play in the dark for it to actually register? Right. I didn't have, I mean, I had a big window. Oh, wait, no, for the PS3, it's different. What am I saying? PS4, the camera tracks your... That's why the lights are on the the stupid controllers. Well, that's how... I mean, you had the wands that lit up for different colors. Oh, you had the wands. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so it basically just reads how how big the... Well, yeah, but I don't know if... I don't think you can just... I think you buy everything. I don't think the fact that I have these, and they may not even be... Can I use them? Mm -hmm. With VR, yep. 
Yeah. So okay. you just well, need the VR headset. You don't need the VR plus the, and you don't need the ones, but for certain games you will right, have to use yeah. the ones. So. Well, but anyways, sorry. I think I had issues not so much with the play area. That was mostly fine. Again, moving a coffee table out of the way or something, but I had issues with lighting to where you would look around and be like, it's not blindingly bright in here. It looks like a normal room and PlayStation wasn't feeling it. It was, it would have difficulty <laughs> sensing the, the, your orbs. Um, so I'm a little worried about that, I guess. Um, like I said, I would assume they've probably improved on this technology since then. We'll find out in a couple months. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but as far as the play area goes, again, I don't, I don't think that's going to be a huge issue. If you got to move a coffee table, you got to move a coffee table. I think the biggest thing, especially for any parents out there like me, uh, if you're interested in a PSVR, make sure you clean up the room before you play. Because knowing my luck, I'll step on a Lego. Didn't or you a step on car. something a few months ago and cut your foot open? I, I exploded. I, I stepped on. It was probably about a year ago now. I stepped on a little toy truck, truck bulldozer yeah. thing, but I stepped down on it with all my weight onto the 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 blade part. It exploded. And the thing just gashed the bottom of my foot open. This is while I was holding my baby. So I, I didn't drop the baby. Um, man, that hurt like hell. And there's blood everywhere. It just, but anyways, PSA, clean up before you play. The more you know. The more you know. I should put in a star here. We can do that. You can do that in post-processing. Probably not going to happen. Uh, next up. Hey, anybody want to get an X-Bone? You should do now if you don't care about it being as big as an old Betamax player. This comes from Xbox.com. Xbox One price drop to $249. This means any 500 gigabyte X-Bone console is $249, including the Gears of War Ultimate Edition bundle, the Special Edition Quantum Break bundle with White Console, and the Name Your Game bundle, which allows you to choose a full game download of one of four blockbuster titles, Forza 6, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Gears Ultimate, or Rare Replay. With blockbusters like Gears of War 4, Horizon 3, ReCore, Madden 17 on the way, and a growing number of Xbox 360 classics playable on Xbox One and Xbox Live. The most advanced multiplayer network, everything you love about summer is even better with Xbox One. Just kind of a PSA out there. Um, the They did say the Xbox One S is going to start shipping on the 23rd of August. So if you pre-ordered one of those, it'll be here pretty soon. Um, Sean, are you going to get an Xbox? Nope. Okay. Me neither. So we found out from uh, Sony's financials, uh, they, they had all their stuff come out for, for Q1 um, this past week. The PS4 shipped 3.5 million units in quarter one. That means they're now up to 43.5 million PlayStation 4 consoles out in the wild. That's a lot. It is a lot. Now, again, that's shipped. We don't know the exact sold numbers, but they'll probably tell us when they hit 45 is what I would guess actually sold um, consoles. What did PS2 hit? 110, 117, something like that. O- over 100. Um, over 100, yeah. 100 million, 110, something like that. Um, the interesting, too, that came out of this, just if you care about financial statements and stuff, PlayStation is really the only thing keeping Sony going right now because PlayStation including software, hardware, PlayStation Network, all that kind of stuff, accounted for 425 million out of 735 million in operating income for Sony. They are they sure are lucky that PlayStation is kicking butt like it is and uh didn't go the way of Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's insane. Yep. So, any thoughts you want to add there? Uh I mean uh, To me Sony seems Huge. Maybe it's something to do with the numbers, and it means something different than I'm thinking. But I would have thought 735 million seemed a little low in a quarter. So multiply that. Okay, by in a quarter. quarter. So that's 2.8 okay. billion revenue a year. Probably 2.9, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's I. I wouldn't have thought PlayStation would PlayStation would have made up that much it's crazy sony who's like you said in movies and obviously tvs and other electronics i don't know that that blows my mind but yeah thank god for playstation indeed 
<sighs> I don't even know what to think about this one, but I'm going to play the soundbite anyways. So apparently this week, an Amazon listing went live for something related to the Metal Gear series, but nobody really knows what it is. But it was listed as Metal Gear Solid Five Definitive X, EX. Not ED for edition, but EX. Experience, maybe, who knows. This comes from GameSpot.com. A new Amazon listing has gone live for something related to Metal Gear, although it's unclear what it is. Most of the listing is full of placeholder information, including a release date of December 31st, 2016. Possibly the only bit of worthwhile info is that even that Metal Gear Solid V Definitive X... You know, the only bit of worthwhile information is the name, even though that's still very vague. Um, so, obviously, this got taken down. It's not up there anymore. Um the other piece that was interesting here um, that came out this week related the Metal Gear series has now sold 49.2 million copies across the world shout out to you Kojima not Konami definitive edition of Metal Gear Solid 5 it's funny to me because usually you do these game of the year editions definitive edition whatever where they bundle in a whole bunch of awesome DLC and all this other cool stuff that other people had to pay for but if you want to buy the game now you get it all included Metal Gear hasn't done anything maybe they'll include uh, episode 51 with it that's what of course some people are thinking you know who you are Um, they think either they'll throw in episode 51 I doubt it some people of course you know who you are Oh, chapter three's coming. It's real. No, it's it's definitely not coming. Um, but more than likely, all it's going to be is Phantom Pain and Ground Zeroes on one disc or two discs in the box and all the stupid multiplayer, like, different skins and stuff that I got for pre-ordering the this edition with the arm um, that I never... I mean, I played Metal Gear Online, like, two times, so I didn't need any of that crap. Um what do you think? Do you want to put on your tinfoil hat and go down the rabbit hole? Do you think Chapter 3 is coming? Uh, I don't. I'm trying to think of what has been done in the past. So I know Substance and Subsistence, added, right. they added all the what, the VR training, whatever, missions. Um, you also I think got Subsistence and had like the better camera. Yeah, you could actually move the camera. I don't know. They're not going to add a bunch of VR missions to this. The camera... It's perfect. I mean, you can't improve on it. I don't know what... Did they come up... Did they do one for four? I'm sure they did. They, they didn't do a substance or a subsistence, no. They might have done like a Game of the Year edition, but again, they even when Kojima was there, they didn't release... There was no kind of DLC for Metal Gear Solid 4, so... Hmm. If all it is is uh, Phantom Pain and Ground Zeroes together, there's no... I mean... Ground Zeroes was cool when it came out, but I don't now think that you have Phantom Paint. Yeah, why would you ever? I don't know. Um, to me, that makes the most sense. Maybe that's not all it will be, but I've got to imagine that's at least part of it. Um, I don't know what else they released with it, gameplay wise. I think even Episode Fifty One is a stretch. Um, we're never going to get episode 51. I, I, look, any of y'all people that are out there, if you follow Gray Fox MGSV on Twitter or Python Selkin, look, they've got great video editing skills. They're, they were right about the body double. However, they were dead wrong about Gray Fox being in the game. They're still trying to say that the medic is Gray Fox. He's not. It's over. We're not getting anything more related to Metal Gear Solid 5. If I'm wrong, I'll come on here and I'll, I'll mention them on Twitter, and I'll do everything to say, yo, I was wrong, Chapter 3 is real, whatever. It's just not happening. Kojima's gone. It's not a ruse. Um, I was interacting with some people on Twitter the other day. This one guy's like, oh, yeah, can't wait to see you when it's a ruse. I said, okay. I just added you to my list of people that I'm going to clown when Death Stranding comes out, and it is just its own game, and there's no connections to Konami. It's it's not Gray Fox isn't Norman Reedus or anything like that. I mean, it's just it's absolutely ridiculous. People need to move on. I love Metal Gear more than just about anybody in this world, and I've moved on. It's done. If we get anything, like we talked about last week, I think either we're going to get a, a three remake or we'll get a brand new Metal Gear series, and that's all we're going to get. Five is done. It's gone. Move on. I'm going to get off my soapbox.
And as we get around this time of every month, we got the August free games for Games with Gold as well as P- PS Plus. And again, Xbox, they uh, they win this one. On Xbox One, never heard of this one, Warriors Orochi 3 Ultimate will be free during the whole month. As will WWE 2K16 will be free from August 16th to September 15th. On Xbox 360, Spelunky starts things off for free on August 1st. And Beyond Good and Evil HD is free from August 16th until the 31st. Pretty cool. Um, they definitely have, again, I'll say they've got better uh, better games than we do. On PS4, Tricky Towers is coming out Tuesday, and that's free. This actually looks like it might be fun. Might be a fun Let's Play to do. It's almost like Tetris. It's a multiplayer Tetris where you've got like people or something, and you try to knock the other person's tower over while doing while having your tower build. It actually might be fun to to play like once. Uh, Rebel Galaxy space shooter, whatever. PS3 Yakuza Five. A lot of people love the Yakuza games, but I'm guessing if you want to play Yakuza Five, you've played it by now, probably. And Retrograde is free. The free Vita gets Patapon Three and. Ultratron, which is also on PS3 and PS4. Sony, you got to step your game up. NBA 2K16 a couple months ago was pretty cool, but man. Y'all That's the it. only time that I'm aware of that they've released a a game that is not like a non-indie game that everybody knows. Xbox seems to do it almost every month. Yeah. I mean, I love the indie games, don't get me wrong. Yep, we're not haters, but... But, uh, yeah, I think Xbox wins this month again. Yep, they've been winning lately. But, what are you going to do? PlayStation doesn't win anymore. Who's going to make PlayStation great again? Not that orange idiot with the funny hair. If you like him, sorry. I don't. He's ruined my party. (sighs) Main topic of the week. Here we go. The NX apparently has been quote-unquote confirmed again. So this comes from IGN. Eurogamer broke the, the, the story originally. Pretty legit. Eurogamer was the first one to report all this stuff about the PS Neo. We'll see if that ends up being true. But the, it, it seems like everything was right based on what we've heard from, not we, but people have heard from sources and stuff. Um, so they got a pretty good track record. So let me go through this. Uh, IGN just summarized it. A lot shorter than Eurogamer does. Details appear to have leaked about the upcoming Nintendo NX console, saying that it is a high-powered handheld, which can plug into a TV docking station. Features two detachable controllers, will use cartridges, and is less less powerful than current-gen hardware. They said it's kind of like between the PS3 and the PS4. Eurogamer, which claims a number of different sources, says that Nintendo's pitch is simple. That you can, quote, take your games with you on the go. Yeah, you could do that with a 3DS. That's borne out by the reported design, a high-powered handheld. Controllers Controls are attached to either side and can be detached as two smaller controllers for use in local multiplayer. IGN also verified this information from a central source. So this is what this thing is. According to Eurogamer, the central processing will be handled in the handheld itself with a TV docking station into which the console can be plugged seemingly providing only an external display and not extra processing power that's been rumored for some time. So this is not a hybrid console. This is just a handheld with um, a little bit of hardware that you can make it show up on your TV. As Well, sorry, I should have kept just reading. As such, this doesn't seem to be quite the hybrid console many expected, although your gamer does say the rumors of a return to cartridge-based physical games are true. Reportedly, the console will be powered by the NVIDIA Tegra X1 mobile processors. In a separate article, Eurogamer's Digital Foundry says, oh, I didn't know that that's where, I didn't know Digital Foundry was Eurogamer. No. Says that the NX will beat the performance of last gen's 360 and PS3, but will be less powerful than the PS4. However, a separate and perhaps less reliable source tells Digital Foundry that the NX could actually use the upcoming Tegra X2 processor. The X2 is essentially an unknown quantity at this point, meaning there's a chance the NX could be more powerful than the current information should suggest. Like the Wii U previously, Eurogamer has been told that Nintendo isn't chasing graphical parity, but attempting to offer something different to the current console selection. Halpert face. 
Other rumors include the fact that the new console won't support backwards capability, backwards compatibility, sorry, with old, with older Nintendo games due to the change in processing hardware, and that an actual unveiling could take place in September, coinciding with Tokyo Game Show ahead of its March 2017 launch. Then there's some concept art. All right, Sean. You're the uh, you're the Nintendo guy. So let, let me sum this up. We've got a handheld console. We've got a handheld system, not a hybrid. There's a dock you plug it in to show it on your TV. There's detachable controllers, cartridges, less powerful than the PS4. And then IGN, uh, Jose Otero at IGN uh, put up a nice article. I'll run through some of those thoughts at the end. But I, I, a lot of people are excited about this. I'm excited thinking this is going to be the most powerful handheld ever. But I just, why do they have to keep being so different? How the hell, look at this drawing and tell me how you can play games with those controllers. Yeah, so it's, all right, so I'm not going to lie. I dig it. I like it. Okay. Um, I don't like the controllers. I mean, this may be very, very um, preliminary. I don't like oh, I'm the sure. analog sticks being at the top. That seems weird to me. Cause That's I'm how wanna, they do all their controllers. I I'm going to want to do this analog stick, and I'm going to want to use these buttons, and I'm holding it like this. That would bother me. But um, the controllers, it seems like it's... They're going back to Wii days. I I doubt they have motion sensing, but it's two different. It's just like the Wii mote and the nunchuck. Um, but then, how do you push the buttons in your right hand? Well, you wouldn't do. I mean, you don't use the right analog stick and the on a PlayStation, right? But I mean, these the are same sup- time. But this is what's so confusing. Supposedly, and this this drawing could be completely wrong, but this is for multiplayer. That's supposed to be two different controllers. How the hell does that? No. That's that's what it says. That that's what the port be. says that they're they support Cuz then local this one all you have is an analog two, stick a, and a and a directional, right? That and is, I'm assuming there's shoulder buttons behind that we can't see or hopefully. something. Um I would assume I mean maybe for simple game like a virtual console you're playing Mario two-player, okay, then you can probably make do with this. Um, What I think Nintendo needs to do to make this very enticing, they need to somehow have all of your past virtual console purchases be available on this. But it's not backwards compatible. I assume they just well, mean with disk, with the system, which makes yeah. sense, obviously, because if it's not, if it doesn't have a disk drive, then it can't be. If I've already bad. spent money buying Zelda and Mario and yep. whatever else I've bought on my Wii or 3DS, and I know and 3DS, yeah, and I know that I can buy this and now load in all these purchases, that makes this much more uh, and play it on a big screen, supposedly. Right, that thing looks huge. Right. Um, not to mention an even bigger screen if you just, I mean, then well, you're just back right. to the Wii. But, right. Um, not to mention, do you also notice no dual screen? So Right, that's that. good. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think this is too gimmicky. It's, bottom line is it's a handheld. It's not a console system. It is a handheld. And as a perk, they also allow you to easily put this on the big screen i kind of like it Uh, what i don't well no yeah Uh, i don't know the price i mean nobody knows the price if they put this for 200 no way you don't think so remember on an earlier podcast we talked about how nintendo i think we talked about this yeah, when all the original details, or, or they when they first actually announced, yes, the NX is real, we're working on it. They said, we're not selling this at a loss. We are going to make money on yeah. every console we sell. I think if they sell, if this goes on the market at 300 uh, that's That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. That's, it's, 
that's going to be a tough sell for me. I'm thinking 299. But 250 I would think about it. 200 I would I would be likely to get one. this if it's maybe not day. Well, when's it coming out supposedly? March. March. That's right before we get bonuses. <laughs> hmm. Um I don't know. The price is going to be huge if your virtual console games are somehow all available even huger. Um I'm okay with it being less than a PS4 graphics wise, power wise. Yeah. Um, if that, it's more than a PS3, that's, thing, that's yeah. fine. Even if it, I mean, what is a Wii? The equivalent of a PS3? PS2. I mean, Wii U, Wii U, sorry. Wii U is about PS3. Yeah. So this is not right much PS3, more powerful much than the Wii U. But look, like, but Mario everything Kart in the 8, Wii U looks beautiful. Mario Kart 8 is beautiful. Nintendo Mario 3 has World. never been about right. graphics. They've never had been. Right. So. I'm okay with that. That doesn't really bother me in the least bit. Um, the controllers worry me a little bit, but I'm still thinking this is very preliminary. I'm sure these will change, but I don't know. I'm hoping these don't have motion sensing because that won't really work if you're holding the system. I could see if, when you've got it plugged into the dock and you just have the the two controllers, then maybe it works, but I, I don't know why they put that in there if you could only use it, especially when they're trying to say this is a handheld device. They're not going to put that feature in that you could only really use right. when you're not using it as a handheld. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of... I like it. This is not... I certainly wouldn't call it a hybrid. It's not it's a hybrid. Definitely it is not a, hybrid. a handheld device, which I'm glad... I don't even care that it's a handheld versus a console. I'm just glad it's not a hybrid. Yeah. If you do, I feel like if you do it as a hybrid, you're right up there with first ones that pop into my head are like the WWE games that they keep releasing for PS4 and PS3. You're limiting yourself. You're never going to get the best out of what you're doing because you always have to plan for both. This is a handheld system. They can focus on that. Um, I'm curious to see how big, I mean, did they say how big this screen was? No. I'm just wondering how a, a, a big game yeah, like, like, like it, Breath wonder, of the Wild will work. Like, is it going to go. be as big as the Wii U tablet? I mean, cause that's got a decent size screen, but not very uh, to big. Me, but this, then again, how the hell do you carry that thing with you? I wouldn't right. be surprised if it's the size of this iPad. Mm. Maybe an iPad mini, but. The screen or the whole thing with the controllers? The whole thing. Okay. But then again, like, are you going to walk? Are you going to go on the bus, like, to work? I mean, not that we take the, you know what I mean? You're on the train yeah. and you got this big ass thing. Like, I mean, I guess so. People do it with the iPad, but I don't know. So here, so I want to run through the, the things that Jose Otero came up with on the, the IGN article. He's Mr. Nintendo over there. Jose does a great job. Four main points he made in the article. And I think he worked with other people on it, but he's the one that wrote it. Number one, there's one console, so there's no more separating franchises. So instead of saying, "Well, we've got to put a, we've got to put Mario Kart Seven uh, on the 3DS," okay. yeah, yeah. and we but Mario Kart Eight. So for Mario Kart, we was Double Dash. No, that was something. That was else. GameCube. But think about from I think it was from Mario Wii Kart was just Wii, Wii to Mario Kart Eight was like seven year gap or something. Cause they had put out Mario Kart seven also, cause they had to support that thing also. Yeah. So now you just, you make a new Mario game. It's there. You don't have to make new super Mario brothers and new super Mario brothers two and new super Mario brothers. Wii and new super Mario brothers. Wii U and Mario 3d land and Mario 3d world. You just you right. make one Mario game. Yep. So I agree with that. Uh, continuing the legacy of their great handhelds. I mean, in theory, yeah, but we don't really know anything for sure about this thing, but in theory, you would think it's going to do that. Most powerful handheld ever. Obviously, if that's if this is true, then yeah. Breath of the Wild on a handheld. It seems insane to me. Well, okay, so you... You... Did you play... Um, Where did you play Ocarina? 3DS. Okay, you did. So yeah. what did you think about that? It was fine. I mean, well, you even had the bigger screen. When right, I, played I got it, the XL. When I played it on mine, I just have the regular one. Uh, and also I've played it many times on the big screen. So to me, that was a shock. 
I think if I played it on the XL, it wouldn't have been as bad. But also having played it on the big screen, I'm like, this is it's still going to be different. For different. You. Yeah, it, it worked well enough. I thought it was fine. But I think this is going to be a lot more. It's just such a bigger, more open game. I don't know. To me, it. I think it'll be fine. That better be a beautiful, like, 4K, even if it can't. I'm sure the games won't be in 4K, but that better be a very, Like an OLED, high-powered screen. That better be a beautiful display. Yeah. So here's the, now they said things to be concerned about also. What's the price? What's the battery life? Battery life scares the crap out of me. Yeah, so, but then it's also like, so did they go for less power? Did they go with the X1 instead of the X2? Whatever that means. Whatever those chips are. So that they would have longer battery life. But even then, like I think the 3DS XL will last about six to seven hours or so without charging. Um, if this thing is so powerful, like what, what kind of battery are they going to get in there to even get like four hours or something? Like, I don't know. Like if this is the system that you are launching and you're putting all your hopes as staying a player in the console market, that's not even a console, but you know what I mean? The, yeah, the hardware yeah, yeah. market, this thing better have like 10 hours battery life or something. I mean, I don't know, but how is it going to do that with all these, if it's, if it's running, Almost PS4 lever of, level of power. How the hell is it going to do that? Yeah, I don't know. That that's going to be a big um, a big factor. Uh, I mean, what kind of battery life does like a Vita get? Do you know? About the same as the 3DS, I think. About six seven hours. Hmm. I mean, I think that's if this thing doesn't get six seven hours. I mean, they're saying that, it has to not, die if they do that. Yeah, it needs to be at least that. Um, the other thing is, again, depending on how big and heavy this thing is. First of all, this thing, I hope this does not at all resemble the Wii U gamepad thing. That I mean, who was it? It was Tim and or Greg said it best. I mean, that thing, it looks like a Fisher-Price toy. This thing better be more like an iPhone than a, a leap pad or whatever that. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this thing better be solid and good looking. And it better be. Vita's about five hours, by the way. Uh, okay. Ouch. Ouch. This better be. I'm hoping this is slim and light enough to where if you had to, you buy like. Like iPhones have, like all cell phones have, where you can buy a case with a built-in backup battery, a, a Mophie thing, pack, and have it still yeah. not be too bulky. Right. But yeah, battery life is huge. It's five hours. I don't think that. I mean, not the. I mean, but I mean, we're, whoever no what sits, it is, people are going to complain. But I mean, yeah. I I charge my phone when I'm sitting at my desk at work. Yeah. My phone stays plugged in all day. Yep. Mine too. When I go home, if once, I mean, I'm a freak about my battery life. If this thing gets below 80%, I'm looking for a charger as quickly as I can. I don't feel like I can't walk around without my phone because I have to charge it all the time. It's like, I mean, we're used to charge. If you've got an Apple watch, you got to charge that thing every day. Yep. You got to charge your iPad. Every, if you use it a lot, you got to charge it every day. You got to have your laptop plugged in or you got to be, you got to have a dock at work or something like that. So people are going to complain because that's what the internet does. No matter what it is, they're going to complain. If they say it's 10 hours, they're going to, people are going to complain. Why wasn't it 12? Um, right. So I don't, I, the one thing, the worst, I just don't understand these detachable controllers. I don't see how it can work because I think of detachable controllers looking like that because otherwise we're going to pull them out of the back or something like they they like slide maybe they do maybe they like they're like Wii motes that slide into the back or something and they charge from the unit or something then you pull them out and you play I don't know I just that that just I can't I can't wrap my head around it it might not be true it might not even be a real thing but that's the one thing that's maybe. just like I just don't get it well but it has to be I mean it has to be otherwise how do you play this thing when it's in the dock Oh God! Yeah, Duh. you can't just be you sitting can't play there. That well, has then to be true. they force you to buy a Bluetooth controller, or they do that. Yeah. yeah. No, you got to spend another sixty dollars to get the controller. Which that's what I'm assuming. Seems how they send they they sell 3ds's without a freaking charger in it. I could see them doing that. Right. And if you're in the UK and you want a mini classic NES, uh, by the way, if you're interested in the the classic mini NES, you should check out our YouTube video that we did last week, our first ever quick hits edition. Um, 
if you're in the UK, you buy the classic mini NES, guess what? It doesn't come with a charger, so you can't play it unless you buy the separate charger. Right. What? Why? That makes no sense. I don't know. Nintendo, uh, don't let me down. Well, the thing is, I'm assuming they there will be a Bluetooth controller available because there has to be. I cannot imagine that multiplayer is done with each person has one of these detachable controllers. I'm no. assuming one person has this and the other person will have like your GamePad Pro, whatever that thing's called. Yeah. So anybody that plans on playing this with somebody else is going to get one of those controllers anyway. And then as long as you always have the option of using that controller over the two separate controllers, if you're playing you know, in the dock on the big screen... Okay, I don't know. The controllers do scare me a little bit. I never really minded the Wii U with the nunchuck. Took a little getting used to, but it felt right. Even though you're used to holding one controller, now you've got two, and you can you don't need to keep your sticks. hands together. Um, I just don't like. They got to move that on the right controller they gotta move the analog stick they gotta flip that with the buttons or something it's i don't want both analogs at the I, top. I bet they don't because that's how the wii u gamepad is that's how their their uh the wii u pro controller that's how that is that's why i got that nico nico controller whatever it is because that's set up like the xbox controller the other thing now that i'm looking at this again very preliminary i'm sure at best i mean maybe this is just something somebody came up with to me, these don't even look like analogs. They look like the stupid thing. Oh, they from, could be C-sticks, yeah. Yeah, that thing. Or not the C-stick. Not the C-stick. The, uh, the thing from yeah, the 3S, the 3S, whatever you call that. I don't even know what the C-stick is I don't for. want that. These better be... analog sticks. Yeah. Oh, God. That would... Don't, don't put those things on there, Nintendo. Don't you put that evil on us, Nintendo. Please don't. So all in all, obviously, we're both rooting for Nintendo. We want this thing to be good. We want to want this thing, you know? Right. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Is what it is. We'll see what happens. It's we that, will. It's that time of the week, Sean. It is that time of the week. It's time to play the... <gasps> and it's the back of the box! Challenge. challenge. If you're not familiar with the Back the Box Challenge, if this is the first time you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on podcast services all around the world, each week we come to you, we do the two-player co-op podcast, we end that podcast with a little game that we've come up with called the Back the Box Challenge. We were inspired by GameScoop, their 20 questions, all that different kind of stuff, and we came up with the Back the Box Challenge. What this is, each player of the two-player co-op podcast, we look up an old game. We look at the back of the retail box. We read the summary of said game to the other player. We bleep out any pertinent information to make sure it's not so obvious that it just gives the game away. Uh, the other player gets to ask, I don't know, five or so questions. We're not very strict. And they try to guess what the game is. That is a back-to-box challenge. And that is what we're going to do now. And I read first this time. Okay. I think. Oh, yeah. Ready? Ready. Trouble brews when blank the witch captures the unbearably beautiful cub, blank. But before the grizzly hag can steal the blank's good looks, big brother blank and his fine feathered friend blank join forces to stop her. Can I stop? Is it Banjo-Kazooie? <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, as soon as he said witch, I thought of that game. Really? Yeah, because I couldn't think of, I mean... I'm sure I could think. I mean, there's the twin Rova and Zelda. There's been witches in games before, but that was the first one that popped into my mind. Was it Kazooie or Tui? It was the first one. Okay. That's a world record. Uh, except when you got a. Uh, I got it when you said Mary and I got Double yeah. Dragon. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Out of the park. I feel like I want to do another one. I'll just, maybe I'll save this one for next week. Okay. Are you ready? Hold on. Let me just look at the back of this box. System and oh yeah, that's a good one. Okay, I'll do that one next week. Okay, okay. It's gonna be a short segment. Okay. Uh, okay. Nineteen forty-seven. I almost don't even want to say that, except I already well, did. 
you say that. The Nazis have been crushed. The Cold War has begun, and Soviet agents are sniffing around an ancient ruin. Uh, grab your blank, join blank. In a globe-spanning race to unearth the mysterious blank. The secret of mana. <laughs> That's it. That's it? No, there's some other little things that I can read. Uh, travel the world to exotic locales, from the ruins of Babylon to Egyptian deserts. Yeah, they spelled that right. Deserts? Yeah, but they, they put deserts. Okay. I had to think about it for a second. Uh, all the weapons you'll need, including firearms and explosives. Uh, survive the challenges of unusual beasts, half the Red Army, and more. Puzzle your way through 17 chapters of action-packed story. And that's it. Was this a PS3 game? No. Sounds like it could have been Resistance. But I couldn't remember when that, that took place. So 1947, World War II era, Soviets, spies, guns. Whoo, doggy. Is this a 16-bit game? It is not. Is it an 8-bit game? It is not. Is it a 32-bit game? It is not a 32-bit game. I think you're out of questions. <laughs> is it a 64-bit game? It is. But So I was reading this from a 64-bit console box, but... I, don't, I can't. I won't speak for you, but when I think of this game, I don't think of it on this system. But this is just the box that popped up when I look for it. Sixty-four bit game. <sighs> World War Two. Six. It's a Nintendo sixty-four game, but that's not where you think of it being. That's not where I think of it being. What is the perspective of this game? Uh, over the shoulder. Yeah. Win back wasn't back then. Over the shoulder, not first person. Um, is this part of a series? Uh, I would say no. This is not the only game from this franchise, but it's not like this is just a sequel. You know, this is kind of a standalone game. Actually, I may be wrong about that. Let me look into that. But keep thinking. By the way, this is two-player co-op podcast. We come to you weekly to talk about the world of video games. From the NES to the PS4, we've got you guys covered. Like, if you're watching this on YouTube, like... Subscribe, share, down here somewhere. Thank you. If you're listening to this on podcast services, thank you. Spread the word, download, review us, spread the love. We really appreciate it. Can you stop looking at the camera and figure out my question? I'm looking at Because you're killing my, I'm, I'm just. I'm uh, so it's a 64-bit So game. I guess, I mean, there's probably, to me, this is the one that stands out the most. But I guess there were other ones that came after this that I think were similar uh, gameplay style. There's one game I'm thinking of, but I don't even know. Like, no, Red Faction wasn't on the N64. That was a good game. It was, right? It didn't spin off of Command & Conquer, did it? Or did No, it, it was totally separate. It was. It was a first-person shooter, but you could, like... The big thing in that was you could... There's a lot of, um, what do you call it? Environment... Um, Environmental destruction? Yeah, you could like just shoot a rocket launcher at a wall and blow like you could blow up everything pretty much. You just if I was here and I wanted to get over there, but it was like wall, 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 wall. I just shoot rockets through them and go right through. That was pretty cool. And I don't even like first person shooters, but that game was cool. Is this a well known game? Like, am I going to kick myself for? It's not a well known series. I think it's a fairly well. I mean, I don't know how well known the game is, but. 
you will know, I mean, you know the game, and everybody knows the uh, series. I, I'm at a loss. What, what's your usual, you have a go-to question you haven't asked yet. Is it made by X? Is it a first party? It's not a first party game. Because it comes out, it's come out on you associated with being on another system, which right. probably means PC. But there's another question you usually ask. Ah, I remember the question. You you didn't even know it when you were saying that. I knew what the answer was. I couldn't remember the question. <laughs> I couldn't remember how you ask it. I can give you a clue and give you a good question to ask. Okay. Is it a licensed game? It's a licensed game. It is. Wait. Pre-existing property <laughs> before this game was made. So, yes, it's licensed. It is not... This is not... When you hear of this, you don't think of a Video game. games. You think of a movie. Or a series of... That was a big hint. What? That was a big hint. You're, you're, you're eating the microphone. <laughs> a series is a big hint? Or the movie is the big hint? Yeah. It's like freaking The Rocketeer or something? A, no, I said a series of movies. GoldenEye didn't come out on anything else, right? Is it GoldenEye? No, it's not GoldenEye. Okay, I was going to say, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, there's no way it's GoldenEye. GoldenEye wasn't set that far back. No. Oh, never mind. You said it wasn't first person. Sorry. No. Over third, the shoulder. Third person, over the shoulder, shooter. And there's nothing that I really bleeped out that I can give now that won't give it away. So This is riveting. So it's a movie, 1947. I mean, is it like a cartoon style? Nope. No. I feel like you're... Now you will kick yourself because, I mean, you know everything you need to know. I know it came out on the N64, and it's a shooter based in 1947 that there was movies also. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you say it's a shooter. I mean, yeah, there's guns in the game, but... Yeah, because you said you shoot and you get firearms and all that yeah. stuff. Wait, this isn't like an alternate history thing. Mm-hmm. No, because it talked about World War Two. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know, man. Think of movies with Nazis. At least one movie had Nazis. <laughs> like, I don't know. Saving Private Ryan, the N64 edition? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, all right. It's not a Wolfenstein game. It is not Wolfenstein. Um, and that's first person also. What can I say that won't give it away? Um, I think there's. I think it's been confirmed that there's a new movie coming out. I don't know when, uh, but it's in production. Or right, I don't in, know what it is, but it's Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Crappy Game. I don't <laughs> know. No, I had this game on PC. Young Indiana Jones? No, Indiana Jones. Why do I always think that game was Young Indiana Jones? I don't know, but it was Indiana Jones. The, the, the Temple of Lost Dreams. I don't know. The blank. I'm never going to get the actual name. The blank Indiana Jones and the blank machine. The big machine? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Goo Goo Dolls song. The Infernal Machine. Oh. Wow. You that remember was, the game, though, right? I remember the game. Okay. That was that sucked. So, uh, shout out to Brent. If you're watching, which I think you are, because you started watching our games or uh, videos the other day. Nope, that was earlier today. Um, he was asking me about Uncharted and asking if you would like it. I said, "Yeah, you probably would." Yeah, you should say, "Well, I don't know because I've only played two. Yeah. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> and so he said, "He said I bought one, two, and three for fifteen dollars at GameStop today." Wow. Does he mean each? Or total? Probably total. Probably the PS3 version. Holy crap. Yeah. That's a really good deal. Um, but he asked if it was similar to 
this Indiana Jones game, like the gameplay. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's it's actually very it, simple. See, I, I remember you playing I mean, the hell out of that game, but I don't remember much it's about it. It's a much more slower paced version of Uncharted. I mean, but Uncharted is basically Indiana Uncharted Jones. slows down at some points, but yeah. It's well, yeah, in, but it's Indiana, it's Indiana Jones, Jones. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, the gameplay is, I mean, it's much more rigid. Like I remember like you can stand and you can turn and you just, you know, like get yourself, well, you want to make this jump, well, you got to get yeah. lined up perfectly well, and, that's and then how, you run and jump. That's and, how 3D games were back then too. They, right, they definitely yeah. didn't control like they do now. Right. Um, but yeah, well, so shout out to Brent. You gave me a good idea for the, uh, back thanks, the box challenge. You stumped the hell out of me and he got Banjo Kazooie in like one sentence. Thanks. Remember when Brent pinned you when you tried to powerbomb him? And then... That was all. I was doing it like <laughs> wrestling. We had a stupid wrestling league when we were kids. And I went, it was kayfabe. So I picked him up to do a powerbomb. And you know how sometimes if you're you picking up his, a powerbomb and you his fall His leg back. gave out. Right. And, and he fell down on me and he and pinned then he me. And pinned him and won and the title. And he acted like he actually really <laughs> just like won the WWE championship oh, or something. God. So thanks, Brent. Thanks for that shout out. I mean, that flashback. Shout out to Brent. No Anyways. problem. This has been episode 32. We didn't even say. I mean, there's an obvious one. Magic. Oh, well, wait. The person? Yeah. I was thinking the team. No, we don't speak of him. Never mind. We don't speak of him. No. Nope, because he wears 34 and he's a traitor. Magic Johnson or Edward James also. In the good old days. I know, but it's just so, it's too sad. It was 32. I can't even talk about it. Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu. Oh, I can't wait for the new one. It's going to be so bad. This has been episode 32 of the two-player co-op podcast. Thank you so much for watching slash listening or just listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe below, like, share, do all that kind of stuff. We really appreciate it. Um, Thank you guys so much. If you're listening to us, spread the word. Uh, We are on podcast services, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google, Probably some others I can't remember. Basically, if you can listen to podcasts, you can find us on there. We thank everybody for being here. And like I said, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, we'll see you guys either Thursday or Friday night with our review of Suicide Squad. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So, Sean, why don't you just take us out? Thank you for playing. Thank you for playing.